Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. Nice to see you again, GR Dad. Very good to see you again. It was nine days. It seemed I was gone like for nine days. A million days. It did seem like a million days. I'm so glad to be back. I got a beard and cut it off in that time. I mean, you could have. I wouldn't have known. I did. I had, you know, yeah. I'm Ooh. glad you cut it off by the time I got home. Yeah, I had a, like, mullet shave that <laughs> mullet <laughs> um the cocktail of the week this week is the diablo el diablo it is blenheim's ginger ale which you can kind of only get in the south or on the internet but it's real spicy spicy ginger ale ginger beer yeah it is uh, i think it's ginger ale anyway blenheim's really good um and tequila and then the recipe calls for creme de cassis which is a black currant flavored liqueur, but we didn't have any, so I substituted. I think it's really just to make it red. So it's kind of like a mule, a tequila mule. Is there a word for a tequila mule? I think I talked about this. I don't think there is. A, uh, tequila and ginger doesn't is not a mule in the mule family. Should be. Yeah, well, anyway, it's called El Diablo. It's real tasty. Zippy, because the Blenheims is real zippy. I think the way you made it, it's like more of a minor demon than the devil himself that's fine it's pretty good though el minor diablo <laughs> el diablito <laughs> mm. that's pretty good nice um okay S- thanks for everybody's patience that we did not podcast last week it's been an eventful couple weeks since we last did the podcast oh yeah i just want to establish this is a rules podcast this I, is i checked ahead of time <clears throat> you did this is a rules podcast it is a little bit early but we didn't podcast last week so it's fine yeah i just need to know because you know my behavior is totally different now i am on point precise focused right now <laughs> We actually had plans to do a No Rules podcast after Thanksgiving. Yeah, for weeks. No, I mean, just after Thanksgiving. Like, I had pulled the super followers and the Patreon people, like, what do you want us to talk about in the No Rules? And then something happened. Some dog had something. And we ended up not doing it. And then I left. And then we didn't even do a regular one. So we've we've got a lot of material for a No Rules podcast in the near future if we want to. Even just the dog updates might take five hours. Yeah, we we got a lot to talk about. That's in the rules part. So I left the Sunday after Thanksgiving to go to Maryland. I saw my physical therapist and I did some medical stuff and I did some work stuff. And while I was gone, a whole bunch of crap happened. And every time I leave, I get nervous because it's really hard to be one person taking care of these six dogs. I think any six dogs, but especially these six dogs. And I'm like, What's yeah. the the worst scenario, of course, is that Voodoo has uncontrollable seizures and has to like go all the way up to Miami to the neurologist and there's only one person and literally on Sunday, I think I was in the plane and Voodoo had a seizure. Yeah, but you were, I think you talked about it beforehand. You're like, that's my real worry. And I'm like, he just had one. It's fine. We're, fine. It's not a problem. We just managed the whole thing. Look at him. He's like a happy little Voodoo because he took you to the airport with Guac. Yeah. And then you got home and he had a seizure. Oh, it's terrible. And then later in the afternoon, he had a seizure. Yeah. And then at night, he had a seizure. And so. Um, which, yeah, yeah, like a, I mean, it's like a 10. He had his third, I think. It, or no, maybe well, it was you, 10, he was you at go, his second. I think it was seven. Because then yeah. we, 
what happens then when he's starting to go into these clusters of seizures is we call our neurologist who we have now in Miami and they open the clinic. They actually had the clinic open and they take them in to, they hospitalize them. And so I think you were getting to their, getting there at 11. Yeah. So he had his first seizure. I sprayed the stuff in his nose. We increased the dosage of Kepra. We got a whole protocol of we, stuff. We to did do. everything that's supposed to prevent another seizure and it did not prevent another seizure. Not. So he had another seizure and then you organized most of it. I got to give you a lot of the logistical credit. As usual, you, you a million miles away, were just like calling and organizing and then you're just like, you're going to have to bring him in. Yeah, that's right. I called. I was in Maryland at that point. Yeah. And called the neurologist in Miami. And I was like, here's what's gone down. And they're like, yeah, you got to bring him in. And I was like, okay, it'll be three hours. And like, I mean, clearly, you know, it was Thanksgiving weekend, right? It was a Sunday after Thanksgiving. So they just have a call service, right? The, the hospital's not open 24 hours, but they will open if you have a case. And so, you know, I clearly got somebody at her house and they, you know, transmitted a nurse at her house and they were all so great and so professional and they're like great you know we'll meet you here just get you know we need you here before one because that's when the doctor has to leave and i was like well it'll be 11 yeah that's right so you loaded up the food and went and and guac right i guac for mental comfort for me yeah <laughs> i went up there guac did not stay <laughs> guac didn't do much but it's always good to have a guac in the car i think so tell us about the journey. Yeah, I mean, it was a, like at seven, he had his second, or it must have been, yeah, around seven, he had his second seizure. And, and uh, you know, I was probably just settling in. I had like a beer at five with dinner. <laughs> and, you know, I was not showered. I was not, as usual, this is a thing for me. I was not showered. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I just had to make sure everyone else had peed and stuff because I wasn't going to bring six dogs. Uh, although I think I floated that idea and you... Res you. I was like, what the fuck are you talking quickly, about? Get, put him in the car and leave right now. Quickly slapped it down, right. Yeah, so I put... I mean, you know, Voods at this point was kind of out of it, but not actively seizing. But of course, the problem is if he has one in the car, it'd be awful. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, drove up to Miami and I think... I don't even think I stopped on that one. Um, and then they, oh, I grabbed all his medicines. The whole, we have yeah. a, like a clear storage it's bin. Got, it's got to be like 20 gallons or something. It's twice the size oh, yeah. of a big bucket or a five gallon bucket at yeah, least. It's giant. And we're like, here's everything. Yeah. I grabbed all his medicines, you know, had a, they, they said bring a drinking bowl and ended up they didn't need that. I mean, obviously a vet practice has a drinking bowl, but who knows? Um, and so I, I checked him in. They still have COVID protocol, so they just pick him up at the car. Yeah. And then I turned around and came here and made sure everyone else was still okay. They were all sleeping. I don't think they even, like, noticed that I had been gone. Really. Yeah, I think you got there at, like, 11, and then you were home here by 2. Yeah. 2.30. Yeah, it was really just an, an out and back. It wasn't much time in Miami. six-hour out and back. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, my God. Oh. Huh. So I, I talked to them and they, you know, they're like, we're going to give him this drug IV. And then if he has another seizure, we'll give him this other drug IV. And they did that for 24 hours and then they took him off it. And then he had, he had a seizure at 2 AM that night. That's right. He had, he had a seizure on the first medicine. So then they started him on the second one and that's intravenous clorazepate for those of you who care about these things. And, and I think something else is in there. 
and it's just like a constant drip of it and they do that for like 24 hours and they weaned him off and then I think he had three more seizures so then they had to put him back on so he ended up being there for almost a week five days right he was there Sunday night and I picked him up Thursday Thursday yeah that's right yeah uh, and so it was, I mean, there were a few rounds of this where they'd put him on the drip and then they'd wean him off and then he'd have a bunch more seizures and then they'd put him on it again and they'd wean him off and he'd have a bunch more seizures because they want him to be 24 hours seizure free before they send him home. So, Which if someone, as someone who has him in the car for three hours really <laughs> appreciates because that, when I heard he had a seizure at two, I was like, man, that was kind of close. If he'd had yeah. one, you know, four hours earlier in the car it would have been i mean me at the side of the road trying to take care of him you know having a full-on seizure and it's and they're still super violent he still screams he still it's terrible tenses all, all up completely oh he kind of bit the door here on one of his seizures i don't think i've showed you that oh you didn't there's like tooth marks in our in our pocket door because he was oh, chomping at the first seizure it's it's in the it's recessed right now yeah he had i mean he had that seizure at two after being on iv medication for three hours yeah Right? That's, that's why it's bad, yeah. Um, so he, I mean, if you had not brought him in, he he eventually will get into this point where he just has one seizure right after another. There's kind of no break. He, you know, before he even is really fully breathing, he starts having another one. And that's that's how you get a dog dying from seizures. And it would, oh, that would be terrible. Mm-hmm. So anyway, now he's <laughs> he's got a whole bunch of medications increased. And every time I called to check, they were like, oh, we're taking good care of, they called him your baby. Your, your baby, we we love him. We're taking good care of him. He's getting a lot of attention. He's at some point during the week they said, we have more texts than patients right now. So he's getting just super much attention. Everyone <laughs> everyone loves him. He's very cute. And I was like, man, cute is interesting with moods. Uh-huh. An interesting <laughs> word for moods. So uh, so he's been fine since he came home, and I was worried that he'd be really kind of zombie like because they increased. There was one medicine we were trying to cut down, which we think is why he started having the seizures. Um, and so they put him back on his previous dose, but they increased his phenobarbital, they increased his Keppra. And I was like, man, he's going to just be a zombie. He's not going to be able to walk, but actually he's doing fine. He's about the same as he was when we were worried about him being too good. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was really surprised. Like when you were, when you sent me videos of him, I was like, oh, he's perky and... Yeah, I playing. mean, he's chasing around. He was playing with Remy the other day. He's he's yeah. you know doing doing good work. He's he's and he's swimming around. He's not. I mean, he's still slower than a normal dog. <laughs> he still seems like he's a hundred years old, even though he's four. Now uh, I do I do want to talk about uh, a couple other things with Voods. Sure. Um. So when you picked him up, they had a chicken bandaid on him. Yes. And someone right. had pointed out, and I didn't know this. So this this is just from someone on Twitter that they have. Um, you know, normally like when they take out an IV, they'll put the vet wrap, that kind of, you know, the stuff that they wrap around, uh, their leg, which you'll see when you, you know, if you have a dog that you pick up or you've seen it on our dogs. Um, but there's no chew vet wrap, which tends to be printed. And so the hypothesis that this person put forth is that that chicken printed vet wrap was cause maybe he had chewed some of his other vet wrap. Ah, interesting. Um, interesting. And well. so I do have on my list here. Um, so when you got Voodoo home from the vet, he was very thirsty. Yeah, and he went swimming. And then he tried to drink the entire ocean. He he went swimming and drank the entire ocean. And I got him home during the day. So it was, yeah. this was I think this is actually on 
on video, although he may not have put it on the snaps because he's out there just slurping. He, I mean, he's he's in the tide is just right, so he stands there and slurps. Drinking, drinking. The I sea actually water. ran in. My my shoes are wet from this still because I just ran in and I was like, I just heaved him out as soon as I realized what he was doing. Because what happens when you drink seawater? It's an emetic. It it must come out, and it will come out one or both ends. Mm-hmm. Violently. Yep. Fortunately, so, just one end for him. I think it's fast. They pretty quickly will start puking that. But back it was out. it was a lot of seawater, and of course he came upstairs and started drinking regular water because he was thirsty from the seawater, and anyway he's still thirsty. Yeah. So he just had, a, you know, he's all gluggy. <laughs> it's a it's a real problem. Guac does this sometimes. <sighs> he's gotten a little better, but we'll still do it sometimes if he plays a lot of fetch where he swallows a lot of seawater. And then he feels nauseous and he's thirsty. So then he drinks more regular water and then he'll puke a bunch, but he doesn't get it all out. And then he'll drink more regular water. And then there's oh. just like this cycle of uh, several hours of puking of water. It was a mess with foods because it because it was a lot of undigested food, which must have been for breakfast because it was before I'd given him any here. But there was a lot of kibbles, you know, squishy kibbles, which is kind of like breakfast cereal after you've let it sit Gross. for three hours. And also a Band-Aid. And a Band-Aid, <laughs> a, a chicken Band-Aid. So it may have been the previous generation of it, but, you know, he puked that out too, so. Can you picture him at the vet, like, for five days, just chewing off all those bandages? And, and eating them. Eating them. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't mention any of this. They were just like, oh, yeah, you know, this bandage here. Instead now, of, we have lost, we've lost about seven Band-Aids <laughs> this week. Now, I, I want to just touch on this briefly. You, so you brought him up on Sunday yeah. to the vet. You brought him home on Thursday. Yeah. We veer away from the scatological on this podcast, but I would like to know what you found Friday in his poop. Friday, yeah. When I'm, uh, you know, it's a, it's always a poop pickup process. Um, one of my athletic socks that had been, I was wondering if it had been missing because I found the other one on Sunday, um, and didn't find two of them, and so I'm like, wink. Did it fall behind something? I don't know, but it was the food. So he must have picked it off the table. Um, um, like Saturday or Sunday. It was uh, it was in, you know, complete condition. He hadn't like chewed little bits of it or anything. He oh just horked the whole thing. And it's a, you know, it wasn't, it was a three quarter sock. I think it wasn't full sock, but it was. Stop doing that food. Long. Oh I mean, it's God. probably 10 inches long. Okay. That's enough detail. I'm just saying it was, it was not. <laughs> He just, it was like a snake in him. Mm-hmm. It's just lucky it passed. My God, that dog keeps eating stuff that should end him up with foreign object surgery. Someone did have a question about, what about those rocks in him? Uh, they, I mean, Dr. Faith said they'd come out. So, we, I mean, you, you're the one who does to do the poop pickup. Thank you for that, by the way. Sure, I, but I, I think it's an x-ray issue because who knows what he did at the vet clinic. Maybe they yeah. came out there. They could have. <laughs> um Anyway, so that that's the adventures of Vood. The good news is that um, the emergency vet here in the Keys is opening again in January. So we will never have to drive him up to Miami again after January because our neurologist will consult with an emergency vet. So mm. we don't have to bring him to their clinic. They'll just tell our vet here, put him on this and put him on this. And, and so it's, you know, you get their care, but at your local emergency vet so as long as he can make it to early january he won't have to go back up for another week boodles he had such a good run and now he's now he's had these yeah bursts um so who knows he's still a pinto bean he sure is 
So that's the big drama from the last couple of weeks. And that was really that part was, of the reason we didn't have the energy. That was overarching drama because it was sort of day by day. They didn't they didn't say we're going to keep him till Thursday. They said right. um, maybe tomorrow, maybe whenever's 24 hours from his last seizure. And then he had another seizure. So it was always yeah. I was kind of on deck, but never uh, called upon until Thursday. And even then, I didn't know until about Thursday in the morning, you know, whenever I called him 8 a.m., that it was he had been seizure free over the night right because i was half prepared for calling them and they said well they might have said you know another 24 hours yeah for sure so that was very dramatic yeah it was it was worrisome but of course it's it was comforting that he was at the hospital oh, and not so here good. the 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 here waiting for the next seizure is is really bad That's really torture yeah yeah i mean it's like sad to not have him here but when he's having seizures like that really the only place I want him is like hooked up to an IV with a bunch of medical professionals monitoring him 24 hours a day. Yeah. That, exactly. That's much better. Like, yeah, we want him here, but like take care of him. Right. Right. And for them, it's a little bit more routine. It's a little less emotional for me. It's Pinto bean. I mean, I feel d- yeah. just like a 10 times worse. I'm not clinical about it when he has a seizure. I just feel terrible for the, for the guy, even though rationally, I understand he doesn't, he's not, processing it he's not going to be traumatized by it because it's probably outside his he doesn't remember them in detail very traumatic for me i'm me, glad yeah. i wasn't here me too yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting i it, it may show my natural sort of lack of imagination but with voods and remy i've really gained an appreciation for epilepsy and diabetes that i didn't have before i had an intellectual understanding of this but yeah people who have epilepsy it's just uh you know, it's so hard and frustrating that there's no good trigger. You don't know when it's going to happen or w- why it happens. There's nothing to avoid. Um, and, you know, same with diabetes. You, you live with this condition that is complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing. You know, people do it all the time. Yeah. Good job. So let's see. Uh, that's the main thing and so that not that i had time to podcast last week either but you know at some point i think we had talked about it and like poor gr dad was exhausted from like you know two of those six hour round trips up to miami and and dealing with everything do you think cb needs something second or third dinner he already had second dinner with extra green beans needs a stern talking to you know that doesn't work either we've given you lots of love that doesn't really work we've given you food which works for five seconds so someone had asked, they said apparently that we never really discussed CB's surgery. So CB had oh yeah. um, an aural hematoma. And so it's basically where their ear flap gets a, a kind of like a blister on it. But basically the skin separates from the cartilage and it fills up with, it can be blood. It can be just kind of like the fluid that you get in a blister, but it just keeps filling up. Then you can't squeeze it out. No, you, you can't flatten it yourself. No, you. I mean, even if the vet were to lance it, it just fills back up. And so the solution for that is that you do surgery where they drain it. You know, in a bunch of ways, they kind of cut it open, they drain it all, and then they sew a bunch of like they kind of quilt the ear back together. So they sew a bunch of spots where they put the you know sew the skin down through the cartilage and back through the other side. Um, you want to deal with him we'll come back in a second and we're back birdie had to pee um so yeah anyway they they kind of stitched through the ear to kind of make a bunch of places that the ear 
skin and is held down to the cartilage. It's kind of old school, like brute force. It, it really is. And there's some places that will use buttons. <laughs> so they'll actually take like, you know, plastic buttons like you'd put on a coat or whatever. And they'll sew them on. So there's a button on either side. So it's kind of putting pressure down in a bigger area and so you'll see these dogs and their whole ear flap is just covered in buttons that are sewn onto it i i didn't i wouldn't have believed it but you showed me like the google search there's it's a ton a, of it's pictures. amazing yeah, yeah you can do a google image search and, and the dogs look fine but it's they have buttons on their ears yeah <laughs> lots uh so part of the reason he's wearing the hat which we'll talk about in a second yes is that they tend to i mean floppy ear dogs will get this condition one of my previous dogs before the squad had had this on she had to have both ears done um, but they get it from flapping their head around, like, especially if they get an ear infection where they shake their head a lot, but there's, it just kind of happens. Like there's nothing you can do about it. Um, and so while he's healing, he's not supposed to shake his head and, or shake his ears. Right. And so the panda hat was to prevent that. Um, when I got home yesterday, I was like, the panda hat has a big hole in it. <laughs> When did that happen? I don't remember seeing that on the snaps. And he was like, yeah, it didn't have a hole until Voodoo ate it. <laughs> I've caught Voodoo, I mean, just a couple of days ago with, with the panda hat in his mouth and he chomped a hole in it. And I was like, well, fortunately, in the pile of packages that have accumulated while I was gone, there is another hat that I ordered before I left that's the same as the panda hat, except it has bunny ears on it. <laughs> so it actually looks nice too. It's real cute. So he's still got a hat. I don't know why these hats trigger me so, but I think they're so cute and make Brody look so like so cute. It really, it really does. Just like Ingo's, like, oh my god, look at him in the face. Uh, so anyway, he's doing pretty good. I guess you're taking him up. Is this Saturday? Maybe when he's going to get the remaining stitches out? Yeah, they're dissolving stitches, so they've been sort of wearing away um but yeah whatever's left i think should be taken out and the, this doctor um whom we like a lot like all our vets says admits she's very conservative with those stitches right other yeah. other, other doctors take them out after a week and she said look there's the, the, the more i can do to increase the likelihood that it, they, they won't just shake their ears back to where they were right um the better right I mean, she she said it was like cauliflower ear and like rugby players or boxers sure humans get it too yeah so anyway he's doing pretty good it has not filled back up um he's much more comfortable than he was yeah. and they gave us so you know and i think when we last podcasted and he was pushing his head wrappings down and his whole ear had kind of become a hot spot one of the things i treated it with was this powder that they had given us for Vink at some point because she gets hot spots all the time. And so it's like a a plastic bottle mm -hmm. of powder and on the top of it it's got a lid with like a little hole in it and you kind of tip the bottle upside down and squeeze it and it shoots powder out of the little hole. And so you can kind of like spray this powder just by squeezing the plastic bottle. It's like a teeny tiny baby powder. It is kind of like bottle, a baby powder. But, but much, I mean, very, like an eyedropper size of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and much more precise. Yeah. There's just one hole instead yeah. of a bunch. That's right. Um, but that, that has worked remarkably well. Yeah. Drying too. out the inflammation has really been good. Yeah. And it has, I mean, it's not just powder. Like there's, I mean, it is a powder, but it has an anti-inflammatory in it and maybe an antibiotic and... Uh, so there's like medicine in it, but it, it does a really remarkable job. Yeah, because he loves to, I mean, he can rub off that panda hat, right? When he when he does yeah. his 
I'm rolling around on the grass now, the the panda head eventually will will move away from his ear, and then he's just rubbing his ear into the grass, which is ugh, suboptimal. Yep. Yeah. But then the powder has has really calmed everything down. It's good. Yeah. So he's he's doing better. Yeah. Uh, so that's the Brody update. I have two notes on Vink. One is that apparently, like three weeks ago, there was a snap where she was on the counter. Yes. And I never, everybody's like, how'd you get up on the counter? <laughs> Levitation. You got to tell us how'd you get on the Levitation. counter. Levitation. Um, I just picked her up and put her on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> Movie magic, everybody. That's it's wires. It's wires. I have a great picture of her up there too that I'll, maybe I'll post tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but that's all. I picked her up and I put her up there because she kept, she keeps like looking at the counter, like wanting to get up there. And I was like, what is it? Like here, now you're up here. What is it? And then she didn't stuck really know. Her, she stuck her head in the treat jar. Well, but that's, I mean, she does it when the treat jar is closed. Uh, but I, you do have a story um, about Vink. Do you know the story? I don't know yet. No. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, at some point I was, you know, doing the usual three ring, well, it's a six ring circus, uh, feeding everyone. And, you know, I give, instead of carrots, I give, I give meat carrots or sometimes eggs to, um, Voodoo and Remy. So I, I took out a, a hard boiled egg at the beginning and I'm juggling, you know, trays and pill boxes. And, um, as I'm shifting stuff down the, down the counter to be in ready position, you know, there's an, the usual number of dogs in the kitchen makes one of them. Uh, I just hear something fall and I was like, did I, did I, was it a pill pocket? Was it a, you know, did a lemon fall down? I don't know what, what it was, but I'm, I'm doing three other things. So I don't really pay attention. Fill everyone's food bowl. Everyone eats <laughs> as normal. And then at, at the carrot stage, I'm looking for that hard boiled egg. And I realized it just Vank just horked it. Mm-hmm. It fell down. I mean, shattered, I guess, but she just... I mean, because I now remember in hindsight, it was the sound of a cracking egg <laughs> falling. You know, our counters are real quality, so they ro- everything rolls off them if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, and it must have just rolled down, and she probably she probably got it before it hit the ground, but but if not, very soon after. Um, and so she snuck a whole egg <laughs> in addition to our other food and the carrots and everything else. Bank, this is why you struggle with your weight. Bank. This is why we struggle with your weight. You're fine with it. Yep. She's doing pretty good, though. She is. She is. She stopped eating the green beans, which we've she talked about. A, she she did a boycott where she was just spreading the green beans out on the floor outside of her bowl. She would had to eat through them or move through them to get at the food that was underneath. So uh, we talked about that last time, I think. Yeah. And so this week I was like we got to try something else because she's hungry because she's still she's still she has lost weight but she still has got a pound or two to go so i was like we should try frozen broccoli instead of frozen green beans so today i gave her frozen broccoli with her dinner and she was like this is delicious you guys <laughs> yeah because the other alternative is cutting back on carrots and i've never been able to do that i just oh, can't she loves them so much i can't i can't yeah. she is the, the leader of the carrot brigade and she is so excited she's more excited about carrots than about food and she's super excited about food so yeah yeah, yeah. So, so she's team broccoli for a while. That's good. Yep. I mean, we're probably, I guess, no, Brody's good with green beans. We got, we still have a lot of frozen green beans. I mean, yeah, no, stick, keep him with the green beans not, and she uh, can eat the broccoli. Yeah, we don't need to cycle that out at any time. So let's see. Uh, we, 
announced the award winners of last week without doing a podcast so we could at least just briefly talk about that that um hops got low maintenance dog of the week because hops is low maintenance yep uh vood's got achievement of the week for surviving his very scary ring of seizures yeah you're right over there dear dad i'm looking in my notes oh, yes yeah um and then guac was the winner of the people's oh was it guac vink won the people's choice award last vink week won the people's choice award yes uh guac is in strong contention for low maintenance dog of the week this week he's, he's been just, very good he's been very good he's very restrained when he needs to he's a great driving companion that's pretty good yeah he missed me a lot too he was real he snuggled up on me last night in the bed yeah, he's a he's a good boy uh hops is not super low maintenance this week she keeps having weird kind of tension in her abdomen like she's pulled a muscle mm -hmm. and she had it i think we i don't know if we talked about it on the last podcast but she had it right before thanksgiving like the wednesday before thanksgiving and so we gave her some meds for that and it helped but she had a couple more of those incidents this week and so you took her into the vet and they checked her for her mangiosarcoma they did an ultrasound and she doesn't have that which is good but uh yeah we can't really tell if she's got like a muscle pull that maybe she aggravates like that's the theory but we don't really know what's going on yeah it seems to happen after these like ball throwing swimming sessions right yeah where she she still loves chasing the ball. She still is very, I, I mean, I sort of forget this because Guac has taken over the, assumed that, that position in the house, but Hops loves the ball. She was, she was always ball crazy. Oh yeah. And so she'll just sit on the, on the porch sometimes and look down at her ball and like, <laughs> mirf, and like be sad that she doesn't have her ball. Yeah. Uh, and so she, I, I think she, it is possible. I don't know that she, you know, from from doing kind of nothing all day to having these pretty intense sessions where she's reaching for the ball and trying to beat guac for it and stuff that you know she'll she'll exert herself too much yeah so anyway she's fine doesn't seem like there's anything serious going on we got some painkillers for her yeah um but that's that uh remy uh not a ton of updates oh he did have an eye problem what yeah, the heck yeah. was that? I guess the weekend after Thanksgiving? Yeah. Saturday yeah. after? It was right around. But you were still there for it. I was here. Saturday. It must yeah. have been Saturday. Um, his eyes were like, they looked a little bit sunken in his head right. and they were red and kind of teary. And with that, you worry about uveitis. Like there's a, a particular thing called golden retriever uveitis, which obviously goldens get. Um, and my dog Kay, who I had before the squad, she went blind from that. Um, and it's kind of like a glaucoma. They get really high pressure in their eye and it's super painful. And then you kind of have to do a treatment that, you know, either you remove the eye or there's a chemical treatment you can do that she had that, that basically kind of shuts off the eye. So it, it kills their vision. Uh, but it also stops the pressure from building up in there. And, uh, I was worried that he had that because his eyes kind of looked like that. We brought him in and his pressures were actually very low, which they also had been when we brought him to the ophthalmologist the first time. So we adjusted his eye drops that the ophthalmologist gave and that seems to have helped. The good thing is it, it's not really painful when their pressures are low. Um, so that was good. But Yeah, were we worried about that with one of the other dogs, St. Patrick or... Vink has ha actually had an episode of uveitis once, but then it kind of went away. So, 
Thank you are such a lemon. Yeah. I mean, you're my baby, but still. Uh, and we are talking to our vet now um, about, you know, more diabetes management, but that just seems like it's going to be a really long-term process. So, Yeah, no. he seems to be have settled into generally kind of slightly elevated <laughs> blood glucose measures. Yeah. Levels. Yeah. So that's Remy, but he's doing fine. I mean, he seems happy. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had any like low blood sugar problems, which is good because those are always scary. Right. He's integrating well. He seems to play with whoever wants to at this point, which is good. He's played with Venk. Yeah. He was playing with CB after dinner. Oh, that's great. They were like tugging on a rope. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the dogs we've talked about. Yeah. So. Well, they all had issues. <laughs> yeah. it's It's been... A, you you did a great job while I was gone uh, managing a lot of you, complicated you stuff. You would have done the same. Well, some of it was with in consultation and with your assistance, so it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Still, great job. Thank you. Um, okay. Do you want to do the Taste of the Keys or the German of the Week? Taste of the Keys. Woman arrested after biting deputy after being removed <laughs> from Isla Morada Bar. <laughs> yes. Ugh, I saw this come across and I was oh. like, oh, it's so good. Did the deputy ask for her to bite him? He did not. See, there's there's your answer. Authorities in the Florida Keys arrested a woman for allegedly biting a law enforcement officer. (sighs) According to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, 32-year-old Zaina, we're just going to call her Zaina, is facing multiple charges after biting an officer who is attempting to place her in handcuffs. It happened early Saturday morning at Hog Heaven Sports Bar and Grill in Isla Morada. Authorities said... What did we say her name was? Zena and another woman were ordered by a Monroe County Sheriff's deputy to leave the restaurant for causing a disturbance after a manager asked the deputy to trespass him from the property. Both women returned a few minutes later and Zena said she was calling 911 after falsely accusing a deputy of taking the purse oh. of the second woman, according to the arrest report. This is like, you're not arresting me. I'm going to arrest you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have you arrested. Zena was told to stop calling 911 because deputies were <laughs> Already on the scene to assist in locating the I, missing I purse. I want a different 911. I want a better 911. These guys are mean. I'm calling the police. <laughs> Ma'am, we are the police. You, I'm police on you. I'm calling the police on you, police. Deputy said Zena continued calling 911 and tried running away. <laughs> when a deputy attempted to place her in handcuffs, that's when the authorities said Zena bit that deputy on the hand. Both women were arrested for trespassing. Zaina is also facing charges of trespassing, misuse of 911, oh, battery no. on a law enforcement officer, and resisting arrest with violence. I wonder if she was trying to see the manager of the deputy to ask for the manager. You guys. This is bad. Don't bite anyone unless they ask for you to. For Pete's sake. Especially You're going to get taken to jail. If they have a police uniform on, really oh. don't bite them. Yeah, I run I run an account, don't bite anyone unless they ask you. I mean, it's, I think it's at don't bite anyone on Twitter where I just retweet <laughs> stories of people who got arrested for biting people without permission. Uh, and it just says, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to and a link to the story. And I would say like a third of the bitings are on cops. Cops getting... Occasionally there is a cop who does the biting. But mostly it's... I Look, mean, I mean it's hard cops to, getting bitten. It's, it's hard to be a good cop, right? You're always in a conflict situation. You're never... You're very rarely are people happy to see you. Yeah. I remember a few times a cop has helped me, you know, when the car broke down or something. It drove, drove me to the garage or something. Mm-hmm. And that cop was so happy to be like, 
the clear hero, right? Just to be able yeah. to help and be appreciated. And I wasn't screaming at him and he wasn't trying to subdue me. Did not bite him. Yeah. It was a non-conflict situation where he actually could, you know, help. And, and you could just tell those cops that that's like so good to them sometimes where it's just like nobody's yelling at me and I don't have to fight anyone. That's, that's also when you get the good cops, right? Like I've run into some, I've had some, like I've been pulled over by this one cop in New Mexico who pulled me over. Like I was on, I was driving somewhere like for a work thing and I had gotten off a road where the speed limit was like 75 unbeknownst to me onto a, you know, highway in the middle of the desert where the speed limit was 50. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was going probably 80 in a 50 and the cop pulled me over and and he was like, I don't think Hertz would appreciate the way you're driving their rental uh, car. And I was like, dude, I thought it was 75. Like, and I wasn't, I was just driving. Right. <laughs> like, uh, he, but he had like such an attitude with me. And I mean, it's like, all I did was, you know, I don't think I even spoke, right. I just gave him my stuff and, and did right. whatever. But you know, there, there are the cops who like really want to do the good thing. And then there are the cops who like really get off on their yeah. power. Totally. Yeah. Not that you should bite either of them. No. I think the Monroe County Police, from what I've seen and heard and this, this kind of stuff, are p- very professional. Rick Ramsey s- certainly seems to be doing <laughs> they, a good job. They seem to really be working hard to make it so. I mean, we obviously don't have run-ins with them, but uh, every any time there's like an accusation of, of something improper happening, they, they come out pretty, good, pretty aggressively. And yeah, they fire cops yeah, they, they pursue cops what was that lobster stealing cop yeah the the, de- the homicide detective right yeah or, or i guess just detective we He's don't have enough homicides yeah. for to have a dedicated group <laughs> that's right we've <laughs> it's like, like one homicide <laughs> a year uh yeah that detective who took the lobsters from the people during mini season they fired that guy yeah um anyway regardless don't bite the cops it's never gonna work out for you if you bite a cop yeah. Whether they're an asshole or not. It cannot help the situation, actually. No, no. Wh- you're going to go to jail for that. It's illegal. How's it going to help in any way to yeah. bite the cop? I mean, it's it also doesn't, a dick move. It doesn't bite. taste good. It's not a dinner no. substitute. No. And a cop, man, man, that that's like, man, <laughs> that's terrible. Don't do it. Don't bite anyone, but especially not a cop. Yeah. Um, German word of the week. We said Schlittschuhfahren. Schlitzlaufen. Uh, Schlitzlaufen, or I say fahren, is probably the better, the, the right way to say it. Yeah. Either way. Which is which is to go ice skating. Yeah, except it's actually slippery shoe going. Schlitzu means slidey shoe. <laughs> Slide shoe going. Slidey shoes. Um, yeah, in the fall, you know, a lot of places have ice rinks. Not here. Not here. No. And uh, this is the time when they open up, or have been open for a long time. If you live up north. And you go skating. I would say fahren, but I think that's more uh, roller skates. Oh. Laufen. Yeah. Is it is it the same for roller skates? Rollschuh. Oh, Rollschuh. <laughs> well, all right then. Rolling shoes. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and I think I had the roller skates with you, you clipped onto the outside of your oh, That's shoes. old school. Yeah. Yeah. And you could you could do that with skate ice skates too. I don't know if we ever had that, but you could do the clip on ice skates. It seems like it would be really insecure. It's absolutely terrible. I think I remember as a kid putting them on like moon boots once, which really is a clash of eighties things. Oh my god! 
Yeah, that which means you just break your ankles. No protection. It was just. I mean, I don't. You just wobble I, all over the place. <laughs> maybe someone was pushing me the whole time. I don't remember, but it was a, b- a bad engineering. I mean, design. I'm a pretty decent skater. Like yeah, you are for the general population, right? I mean, like I'm not an NHL level. You were skater, the captain of a hockey team. I was the captain of the hockey team because I would do the administrative bullshit that nobody else would do. You founded a league. <laughs> At Kettler, <laughs> where the Capitals work out. Yeah. You did. <laughs> These I, are I facts. Did. This is true. Still, uh, not related to my skating skill. Correct. But um, I, I'm i a pretty decent ice skater. Uh-huh. And I can't imagine, like, the the boots that are on your ice, your hockey skates or figure skates are quite stiff. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine having like a floppy like snow bo- 80s snow boot no. with a blade on the bottom and trying to do anything because like you you do a lot of pushing with your feet. It is kind of an ankle breaker. I mean, it all kind of push it, just right out of I those I think that boots. only was for kids, right? Where, where they're not that heavy and you're supposed to use different boots too and you know, and it's just the kids aren't doing a lot of cuts. If you had like an old school leather boot and yeah, put a, like a, hiking a blade boot. on it. Yeah. yeah. Like that I could see work a little better. Like an ankle boot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well. That's all Schuhe. Schlittschuhe is ice skates. We're not doing any Schlittschuhe anything down here. No. Because it's balmy 78 degrees. It's sunny today. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> not that I spent a lot of time outside in Maryland. But the uh, like the last day I was in Maryland bef- before I, I guess the day I came home on Monday. Yeah. I had to go to a thing in the morning and I was like, I wasn't even checking the weather, right? I was just inside the whole time. So I was like, okay, like so I got to go out and do this thing. It's going to be freezing. I get my big poofy jacket on, like bundle up and I go outside and I was like, what? It's like 65 degrees out here. <laughs> it was like 70 when I left. It was colder in Miami than in DC when you left. Yeah. It was 68 or something in Miami. I know. It was freezing. It, it was an abnormally warm day. It had been quite cold over the course of the week. but And, and the reverse for Miami. Um, all right. Well, that's our catch-up podcast. So I am home. I am not leaving. I thought I was going to have to go to Waco next week. <laughs> uh, I know. I've never been to Waco. The yeah, only thing okay. I was excited about is that there's a Torchy's Tacos in Waco. And I love their queso so much. And I was like, if I have to go to Waco for a week... I'm just going to eat queso. Oh. I'm just going to eat Torchy's Tacos queso. I mean, there probably is other good queso in, in Waco, to that be fair. That sounds pretty good. So I kind of had this plan of gorging myself on queso for a week if I had to go. Uh, but the thing I was doing is canceled. And so I do not have to go, which I'm grateful for, except I'm a little sad that no. I can't get any, like, real Texas queso. This is a sign of how much you love queso that... that you're actually weighing a week in Waco and the travel there and back against this great queso. It, I mean, it was more the queso was like a consolation prize for, uh, I mean, well, like Waco's not that far from Austin. And so, and I love Austin. Yep. Right. Like I could have gone spent a day in Austin, which would have been a nice. Um, also good queso in Austin. Oh all God, over the place. There's so much good queso in Austin. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm not going. So the the queso was more of a consolation prize for having to go to a, a thing that would have been hard and not super fun in, in Waco. I mean, Waco could be lovely. I don't know. I've never been there. Uh, I George know Bush it Jr. has his ranch there. What yeah. is it? George W. Bush. George W. Bush. Yep. And then there was that whole Crash compound there. Problem. 
There's yeah. another compound there, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's like literally everything I know about Waco. Mom. But they have an Indigo Hotel. Those are pretty nice. That's where I was going to stay. Wow. And a Torgy's Tacos. So that's civilized. Uh, it could have been surprising. Like Flagstaff surprised us like that. We had never been to Flagstaff, and we we hiked yeah. the Grand Canyon. We like were like, well, like let's stop in Flagstaff and get something. And Flagstaff was fucking amazing. It had kind of a university town feel. It is a is, university which town. I know, which, which I did not know or think about. Yeah. I've been back a few times, and I just love it, love it every time. Like would totally go spend a week in Flagstaff. Oh. Which was like. And we just like literally stumbled into downtown Flagstaff and was like, what is all of this? This yeah, is amazing. That's right. So Waco could be like that for all I know. Could be. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to Waco. So <laughs> uh, the point is moot. The point I is get moot. the car. Yeah, I was I mean, I was just like, oh, I've been gone for nine days. It was such a long time. And to digress a, a little bit, uh, I wanted to come back on Monday. Right. I had a thing in on Monday morning in maryland and i really wanted to get back because i had it was my ninth day away and i never leave for that long and this is yesterday this is yesterday and so i was like there's no direct flights that i could have caught like done the thing i had to do and then also caught the direct flight there's a couple direct flights and and one i think leaves at eight in the morning and i think the other one left at like 11 30 or 12 so i wouldn't have been able to catch it and so i'm like i can wait until tuesday and take the direct flight or i can just you know take a flight with a stopover and i was looking and a lot of them still leave earlier but i found a delta flight like from atlanta to key west and it leaves at like 5 50 and i was like great i can get to atlanta in time to catch that flight and so i and i had like an hour layover and then on monday i'm seeing like my flight is delayed into atlanta but it's delayed like 20 minutes so okay, it's going to be close, but I have like 20 minutes to, to get to my flight still. And so then we take off and then we're kind of sitting on the runway and I'm like, the minutes are going away. <sighs> That's terrible. So my flight, the flight was departing at 550. So they closed the door 10 minutes before. So 540, I have to be at my gate at 540. My plane touches down at 526 it touches down at 526 and you know it's like five gates away right it's it's close yeah it it, it was more like 10 it, it had moved a little bit though it would have mattered if it were five gates away so it was like 10 gates away so 526 14 minutes until the door closes and so you know then we obviously have to like go through like the airport and get to the gate and so it's 541 Ugh. when we pull up to the gate eight minutes Ugh. until I have to until the door closes right uh and i you know i was sitting at the towards the front of the plane and i was like you guys do you mind like if i stand and get be the first one off the plane like i don't think i'm going to make this connection but like you know i have what seven minutes now (laughs) to get down to the gate and everybody's like sure so i'm like standing there right everybody's like oh you know i you know, I just feel like this is going to work out for you. The lady's like, oh, I had my Christmas miracle. I thought this plane, you know, I wasn't <laughs> supposed to get on this flight. And then they got me on. It's you're going to get it. You're going to get it. I was like, OK, everybody's got the energy. They're pulling the jet bridge up. And I was like, OK, I got six minutes to get down to like to the end of this. You know, it's in the little terminal. I mean, get down to the end. They pull the jet bridge up. The flight attendant unlocks the door. And then we're like waiting for the dude to open the door on the outside. And he doesn't do anything. And this is like a Simpsons looking, or something. I'm or looking. Some she's looking out the thing. Show. And then she's like, where did he go? Like, he just fucking left. He, like, walked back up. 
and then walked back down. He apparently like didn't know if he had the jet bridge aligned with the plane the right way and so then he like went and got somebody else i guess to help him and they backed it up a little bit <laughs> and they pulled it back forward i was like i'll jump the gap like just let me off this plane i now have three minutes until the door uh. closes on my plane and so finally jackass like gets the jet bridge lined up <laughs> i mean we were sitting like it was a long enough wait that the pilot's like look you guys the guy doesn't know if he has a jet bridge lined up as soon as he gets it lined up they'll let us off so like we're fucking sitting there because this idiot doesn't know how to drive the, the pilot one threw job. him under the bus yeah, yeah that's good so they open the doors i'm like huffing it down and i i can basically see the door closing oh. right it's like the the end of the terminal because it's always little planes that go to the keys and i get up there and the door is closed the the plane is still there yeah. i mean the flight the gate agent is in the tunnel right she came out like five minutes later and i, I saw a woman i was like i missed it and she's like they just closed the door like two minutes ago so uh. literally this jackass had just been able to pull his fucking jet bridge up like it was his job to do <laughs> i would have cut my flight and i was like i've been gone for nine days so i just like sat down on my luggage and cried oh and i thought i was gonna have to spend the night in atlanta which like fine uh but then i was like no i'm going to miami and i will drive home uh so i booked myself on a flight to from atlanta to miami and yeah, and luckily no you have miles and status, and it's all you get like the good people. And if you call, you get like the the good, oh helpful people. I went up to the like I just went to the terminal or to the gate where the Miami flight was going from, and there was a guy there. Who, I think he had just kind of boarded the flight that was departing, and I was like, "Can you do this? Like, I I don't want to have to leave security and go to the ticketing desk. Like, can you put me on this? It was eighty six dollars to <laughs> to, fly, to get on the Atlanta flight to Miami. Nice, and he's like yeah i'll just do it for you here like nice. you should go to ticketing but whatever you're here i'll do it for you so he was very nice um so yeah so it was quite an odyssey and you're nice thank you why did i start telling that story i don't know because because you what it was an odyssey in nine days it wasn't just nine days it was like nine days and then 28 hours of yesterday oh my god i was traveling yesterday from i left the house in maryland at one we can say what happened in Miami. No, it's, I mean, whatever. Go ahead. I got back here at one. Yeah. 12 hour odyssey. Can I change my mind and spill the beans? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, immediately when you emailed me, texted me, whatever it was from, texted me, used the text machine <laughs> from Atlanta and we're like, I'm going to be in Miami tonight. I was like, I'll just come pick you up. What the hell? Adventure. And normally I'd be like, don't, don't pick me up. Like I can rent a car. It's a real, it's a real sign that you were desperate. I know. I was expecting a fight. And I was like, yeah, I mean, if you want to come to Miami, that's fine. <laughs> I was like, I can, I know I can do it. I just did it twice in the last week. So why don't I just do that? The dogs all sleep. I was like, if you want to. So I grabbed a guac and I grabbed Voods and I grabbed Voods' seizure medicine in case Voods had a friggin' seizure on the way. Cause you never know with this pinto bean. But they were exemplary. And then I picked you up at the airport, which is yep. an anarchic airport to pick someone up. Oh, it is. a Miami not, is a real chaotic place. I'm not impressed with, well, I mean, maybe impressed, but also intimidated by Miami's traffic pattern. Yeah. So drove three hours to the airport, picked me up and drove home. Yeah. And uh, it was lovely. I was, was so glad to see you. totally better being here at 1 a.m. than you still being in God knows where Miami 
and having to make your way down. I, I probably would have rented a car. Like I was going to see if I was too oh. tired, but I, I probably would have driven myself. But it was much nicer to have you. I was like touching GR Dad the whole time. I'm like, I missed you so much. Yeah. I, like, I missed yeah. you so much. <laughs> oh, we listened yeah. to some podcasts. It was nice. Yeah. It was nice. It was some good gen time for me. That was great. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like having you trapped in a car with me. <laughs> I, I love driving with you. Are you kidding? There you go. That's great. That was very nice. Thanks. Yeah, sure. Thanks for coming to get me. Yeah, it was yeah. way more fun with you than if I were just like in some oh. Toyota Yaris or whatever, <laughs> puttering down here by myself. Puttering down here behind some school bus or something <laughs> the whole way. We did see uh, a very dramatic crash aftermath. Like the we have smart, uh, smart, whatever traffic signs down here that alert you to a crash because there's just one road. So you better know if there's something happening. And it said like major crash mile marker 91, but there were no delays, which is weird. But there was a very dramatic crash scene that was just off the road. So we'll have to talk about it next week. It wasn't in today's conch life because it happened, you know, whatever at midnight. So yeah, probably yeah. tomorrow. But there were a ton of emergency vehicles we saw. Yeah. In one very smashed vehicle. Ooh, tomorrow they're going to do a, uh, maybe we should wait for next week's conch life. They're going to do a commercial on Route 1. Indian motorcycles. Is that what that is? It is. Yeah, they're filming. That's what that is. Oh, cool. Yep. So if you, whatever, next year when you see an Indian motorcycle commercial well, with got like beautiful th- backdrop. Four bridges they're going to use, right? Yeah. Seven Mile Bridge, the Bahia Honda one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so we always, it's a small community down here. So we get alerts like, hey, they're filming a commercial. So and it's sh- on the one road. Shutting down Route 1 for a while. Don't expect to go anywhere. Yep. Yep. But exciting. There'll probably be helicopters and. Oh, totally. Film crews. Maybe I should go. I can make it into. You could be an extra. I can break into Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been an extra in a movie? No. Are you kidding me? I'm. I had to be kicked into drag and screaming into podcasting. I don't seek out the limelight. I've seen a, a car commercial we've made in L.A. There's like one road where they film almost all the car commercials every time i see a car commercial now i i know the background i know the the hotel i was staying in and the office building i was working in downtown la that was cool it was like an underpass yeah yeah but they, they were doing that one sunday when i was there it's cool i am an extra in the 1996 keanu reeves movie chain reaction get out they filmed it part of it at the university of chicago and so they Can't recruited students the front door yep what are you in the movie? I'm in the movie. Get <laughs> out. I mean, I'm in like the auditorium scene where like some I, I don't actually know what the speech is because they just had us oh, like applaud in the movie in the no. filming. Yeah, so you can kind of see me Why in the background. Why did I not know this? We've watched Keanu Reeves movies. We have not watched Chain Reaction. I remember no. it not being a great movie. Who cares? You're in it. I mean, like you. I think uh, it's like if you pause it at the right time, I, am, I can be like that little head right there in the balcony. I'd be pausing it. <laughs> Holy smokes! This is a major revelation. Oh. I don't even know who you are anymore. Wow. I mean, I'm not credited. I don't have any lines. <laughs> did you get money? Did you get free no, lunch? No. Uh, did I get free lunch? I don't think so. Come on, free lunch. I may have gotten free. Normally, lunch. people get like their scenes get cut, right? If they're an extra, it's like you're on the editing room floor. You're in the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, like it's I'm just not like even dude walking in the two, background, right? Two more of those, and you can like join the union. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, I am so excited about this. I'm oh. totally renting that movie. All right, oh, we'll put it on the list. Chain, Chain reaction. reaction with Jen Colbeck. Uh, I don't know that that's quite right. <laughs> Extras, and then it says Jen. 
called? It's some kind of thriller, and it has to do with nuclear fusion. Uh, no kidding. Or I mean, fission. I'm sure that's implied fusion. by the title. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> you didn't even know they didn't give you a script. <laughs> I had no lines. I li- it literally like we sat. We had to sit for like three hours in this very beautiful theater three on hours. campus. And they had like all these lights on the outside, like shining in through the stained glass to make it very dramatic. And then they'd be like, all right, on the count of three, everybody applaud. And then we'd be like, yay. And then they'd be like, okay, we're going to do that again. <laughs> and there's just like 500 of us in a theater, like clapping. And then in the movie, I don't even know that I've watched the whole movie, but Come there's on. like, you know, a guy on the stage, like doing this presentation, I think of some amazing research result. And then we're the clappers. Ex- yeah. We're the clappers. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I am so it's the excited. Most extra of extra roles. Oh my goodness! No, you're in it though. You made it into I, the movie. I am that in is, it. Yep. That is already uh, head and shoulders above. If they let you talk, you'd, they'd have to pay you like rates or something. So you know, I they did. They had like you could. They were trying to get like more substantial extras also from campus. So like you'd go and I I did this but did not get picked and you'd like stand there and they'd like take your picture and then you write your name and whatever down. And I think they picked some people from that to be like, you know, background walking people. Oh, nice. Or whatever. Pret- I was Pretend to be having a conversation. Yeah. No, I, oh, I didn't get picked for that. That'd so. be good. You're in the cafe sharing a lunch. Yeah. Oh, they recruited those extras. That'd be campus. great. <laughs> I don't I don't actually know anybody that got picked from that but uh I I remember they standing were. in line and having them take my picture and being like oh like was I supposed to like dress up for this like I you know I was just like wearing whatever I wore to campus that day and it was like no it's fine uh well, they didn't want me so That's fine hilarious they only yeah. used drama club kids <laughs> maybe uh <laughs> I'm so amused by this new knowledge oh yeah there you go I've known you for a while now and this has never come up I, I literally never think about this except when I just asked you if you've been I an extra I guarantee you if I were here's a story yeah I once asked you have you ever been shot and your answer was remains I don't know I don't <laughs> think so I feel like I have been <laughs> Except I don't have an actual memory of like, having been uh, shot. I have no scars of being shot. I may have forgotten. Shot. You know, I probably got shot in the head a few times, but I may have forgotten. It, it just feels like the answer is yes. Maybe this is like in a previous life I was shot. And so I have the residual memory of Maybe that. you just don't remember like being in an extra in a ho- major Hollywood blockbuster. And you're, you don't remember being in that movie. Uh, maybe. Maybe you were shot and you just don't remember getting shot. It, I mean, it feels like that, that I was shot and I don't remember it, but I have no gunshot scars on my body. So, uh, yeah, but it it's weird. It That is a weird thing for me that if it's you a, ask, have you been shot? It's a weird question and answer sequence to like, get, a, I don't know. It feels like yes. It feels like the answer is yes, but all evidence points to no. Yeah. <laughs> all the evidence, right. You're actually not a soldier and you know you're not uh, an assassin as far as i know now nope, i mean nope. who knows i've definitely never assassinated anybody for sure sure unless you just don't remember like being an extra i i remember like if you were like jen have you ever been an extra in anything i'd be like yeah in this like 1996 movie don't put this on me i can't think of every question <laughs> to ask you <laughs> i've done a lot of things in my life that formulate all these questions that don't I, I mean i think if one has an adventureful life that 
there are things where if you have a super boring life, that one time you were an extra in that one movie could really stand out as an important thing. But I have done some like kick-ass shit and being in 1996 Chain Reaction is like not in the top 100 on the list because I have Fair done enough. cooler stuff. Fair enough. So I, 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 I agree. think that's what this is. I, I think, and you're not bragging, you're just stating the facts. My my goal in the limited amount of time I have on this planet is to do as many epic things as possible. Yeah. You're doing a good job. You're I, racking I them up. I think I'm doing pretty good. Racking them up. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I support you if you want to try to sneak into the Indian motorcycle commercial. I don't know that that's going to work, but maybe borrow, like rent a boat and then you can like oh. boat around because oh. i think that'd be like a cool scene for them right oh like there's like a boat coming under the bridge oh yeah the motorcycle and you could be like that's me on the boat how about some wet dude climbing up on the, <laughs> from, the from the boat up onto the road <laughs> you might get arrested then how about the naked streaking that's all that's more up my alley i feel like that's easy for them to just cut <sighs> but nudity is funny Naked streaking is funny. I just don't think that's what they're going for. You you know, someone would probably mm. put it on YouTube, though, and you could be famous that way. See? Yeah, there you go. I guess, you know, guy gets arrested for naked streaking during commercial. I'll bail you out. It's fine. I'll be like, it was safe. Route 1 was closed down. Shut down. Have right. you ever bailed anybody out before? Have I ever bailed anyone out? No. Have you ever been asked to bail anyone out? No. Uh, answer is 100% yes. No, we, we I don't was not asked to bail out, to bail out. I just received a call from a correctional from a prison <laughs> from a jail, not a prison. A collect call. <laughs> you have a collect call from like Saeed, whatever his name was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no bail was requested or given. All right, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, good. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Lots of tantalizing details. <laughs> I can't believe you're an extra. <laughs> 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 Such a good idea to podcast. Oh, so good. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, uh, maybe there will be a no rules later this week, especially since we're recording early. I, I refer you to the last three episodes where you've said this. I just want to say. I know. I know. Well, well you stuff know, things, happens. We do have a pretty complicated life. It's with these, these dogs knuckleheads they're so good but man there's so many if we had two dogs who were just like normal <laughs> and then our job was normal. to podcast we'd create vastly different content we had one normal dog for one year and then we added a vank and it's been downhill from from there <laughs> it certainly is no offense vank, in but chaos you are weird vank yeah. was like lizard obsessed today yeah she was she's like lizard hunter She's like out on the porch crying because there was a lizard sunning itself. And then uh, we're like, okay, let her, she can't catch the lizard, <laughs> let her out. So Ingo lets her out. She goes down the stairs and then there's like, and I'm, I'm waiting she on the porch. She takes a left and just runs away from where the lizard is because she I'm looking forgot. at the lizard on the beach wait, and I'm like, Vink has gone out the front door. Oh. Vink is now down the steps. Where is Vink? <laughs> she just, she's like, oh, look, I'm outside, you guys. She lost oh. interest. <laughs> and yeah. then she remembered and then was chasing for a while and like swam around. What? She's a weird little one. Yeah, she is. Yep. Yep. All right. Anything else you want to add? No. I'm glad we're back on the horse. Me too. I missed it. I missed you. I missed the squad. Although. Yeah. I mean, other podcasts, well, other podcasts, professional podcasts mm. do take summer breaks sometimes. I've, I've heard some podcasts where there's like, oh, this is the end of season two. We don't even do seasons. 
We did with Murders in Paradise. We've been on like a 14 <laughs> month. I keep saying that's going to come back. You want to call me out on something. I'm not calling you out on that. Maybe, maybe this week will be the week. Look, Who it's knows? a COVID break. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, Murders in Paradise has not been permanently retired. I, I've got material and plans and it's just been a, a tough time. It's just sleeping. Yeah. It's, it's just dead. taking it's a break. Sleeping. It'll be back. I mean, Serial... Serial took like a two-year break after their Adnan Sayed season before True. they figured out their second season. And Murder's Paradise is kind of the quality of Serial. <laughs> <laughs> Takes as much research. Yeah. 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 Or I'm like, let's pull out Terry Schmidt's book and let me just find the longest <laughs> chapter and we'll do that one this week. That's basically what Murder's Paradise is sometimes. The theme song is so good. That is good. All right. Maybe before we do a new No Rules, we'll do... A murders in paradise get like a couple of those in the can and be ready okay all right i like the no rules though because i usually drink so you know what are you gonna do i i wasn't quite i didn't drink anything while i was in maryland this is sad drinking by yourself uh, yeah and so Doesn't i stop me <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't had anything to drink for you know i mean since thanksgiving basically and then dear dad had said you know maybe, maybe we should open some champagne tonight and i was like ah oh, maybe kava we don't have the stuff for that and i just i couldn't do it so uh you maybe made the drink of the week which is actually really tasty i did make the cocktail of the week so maybe we'll get some strawberries tomorrow and i'll make a like a pitcher of sangria on wednesday or thursday and we'll do we'll start with a murders in paradise and then we'll do a no rules once the kava's had a chance to kick in and we've got a whole bunch of Q&A from the Patreon and super followers that we can talk about all kinds of interesting stuff. Ooh, sangria. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. We also have a rum of the day advent calendar. So. Oh, my God. I really got to keep to this. I haven't been drinking at all. No, I've been trying. But it's too much. I'm not to drink a rum in the morning. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. that. I'm not that keysy in yet. I no. have plans and ambitions. Yeah, don't do that. I have not given up on life. We didn't even finish the bourbon advent calendar that we worked through in November, and now we got the rum. There's these teeny tiny little bourbon shots floating around. Now we're doing chocolate and rum. And cheese. (laughs) And cheese. Our friend Jen Kolslaw got us a cheese advent calendar. Cheese of the day. It's so good. That's amazing. I mean, there's something there. I could have chocolate, cheese, and rum. It's like you kind of got lunch taken care of. Or brunch. Second breakfast. Breakfast. Tea. Ugh. All right. We're rambling now. It's Advent. You're loud. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I did, that's actually not the rule, but it is Advent. Indeed. Okay. That's it. I got nothing else. I got nothing. I had nothing else five minutes ago. All right. Well, until <laughs> next week or until, you know, we next podcast, which may be sooner, don't put anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah. Don't. don't come on. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.